Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid the podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So come on. Come on to Anchor. Get your podcast started. It's the best way to podcast. It's easy. It's free. Can't be free. Come on over right now. And you get paid to podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm forward slash start to join me in a diverse community of podcasts already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen out there in the world? It's your boy, Grin Hefe, here with another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Every day here, Monday through Friday. Hey, um, how was y'all day today? Honestly, you know? Um, my day started out kind of, um, <clears throat> rather, rather, uh, it came out kind of rather bland. I supposed to have an appointment this morning, woke up late, then traffic hit. It seemed like that always happens whenever, you know, you're running late or whatever, uh, that traffic, that traffic just always seemed to find its way. <laughs> uh, it it'll find a way to creep up on you. So without further ado, hey man, today is Tuesday, May twenty ninth, two thousand eighteen, and we had a conference final game seven last night. Conference final game seven between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Houston was playing at home. I think Golden State opened up. Uh, as as like a five and a half favorite even on the road which without Chris Paul I can definitely see why why that would be um but with that being said I mean the Houston Rockets are just a and and I'm just gonna go out on the whim and say it a lousy franchise and I'm only gonna call them a lousy franchise only just from the simple fact and the standpoint of Two games in a row, you had the defending champs, four All-Stars, unanimous MVP, two-time MVP, Kevin Durant MVP, two of the greatest shooters in the world that ever played the game, Draymond Green, great hustle guy, rebounder, plays defense, but you had them down by 17 in the first game, in game five, I mean game six on the road in, in Golden State. You had them down by 17 then. They you come they come back and you lose the game. Mainly because James Harden is not effective. And I've been saying that, you know, this whole time now. Ever since game one, ever since game one, he has not had a good game. He's shooting the ball, so you can never say, oh well, you know, he 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 he's scared of the moment. But the stuff that he's doing, I mean last night they was just jacking up threes, and I'm going to get to that later in the show. But last night, they were literally just jacking up threes. And, I, and I'm sitting here um, yelling at the TV like, why? But back to the point, they were up by 17 in game six. Golden State come back to win. I can kind of understand that, but I still don't. Because Golden State was at home. That crowd, you know, they don't call it Roracle for, for no reason. You know, it's Roracle for a reason because it's loud in there. Opposing teams, everybody says it's hard to play in Oracle. That's why they win so many games at Oracle. 
But to come back in a game seven, win or go home, and that's the only performance that you can put up. Like, like, come on, man. Like, that's the only performance that you can put up. James Harden, again, was phenomenal in the first quarter. But then, but then after that, it's like, what does he do? He, he, he goes into his little shell, you know? He goes into his shell where he can't make a bucket. Trevor Ariza 0 for 12 yesterday. I mean, how pathetic is that? 0 for 9 from the 3. Zero points. Now, I wouldn't credit him as the reason why they lost, but he did shoot nine threes. You know, at one point in that game, they were they missed a record 27 in a row threes. And I'm back to what I was saying earlier. I'm looking at my TV and I'm yelling like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? You are shooting yourself right out the game. And come last night, they had another lead. I want to say that was up to like 15 or so like that. Come on in the third quarter, I think they were they were up by 11 because Eric Gordon hit the layup right at the end. They were down by nine right before half. Eric Gordon get the ball full court, full head of steam. He lays the ball up. They go up by 11 at halftime. But me personally, I'm looking at the game, and I'm like, this 11-point lead, it's not going to hold. Because if you was watching the game, it really didn't look like Houston was up by 11 at halftime. We all knew that Golden State would definitely make their run, and they definitely did that, no doubt. You know, but to have an 11-point lead at halftime and to come out in the third quarter so flat, and they was just jacking up threes. I mean, just jacking up ill-advised threes. Like, I I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like, bad shot after bad shot after bad shot after bad shot. I put on Twitter, you know, and make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, by the way. Grand Naughty Hefe, G R A N X N A T I X J E F E, Grand Naughty Hefe on Twitter and on Instagram. But I put on Twitter last night the Rockets are passing up wide open twos to shoot a bad three, or passing up a wide open three to shoot an even worse three. Like I remember clearly uh, Jeff Green. Jeff Green, uh, had a wide open shot. Guess what he does? He's passed it up. He goes to the rim, and he's not known to be a layup guy. If he was dunking on people, I I could see this. But he he passes up a wide open three, and he's been shooting the three decent, uh, you know, uh, the, in the playoffs. So he passed up a wide open three to drive the ball to the basket in traffic to do a. I don't even know what he tried to do. Trevor Ariza passing up open shots to shoot a bad three. And but some of his threes, he was just wide open. He just was he just wasn't hitting them. You know, it almost looked like the Celtics in Game Seven against the Cavs, where it seemed like when the game got tight, you can tell the people who's never been there before. You can tell those people who who never, who don't have that 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 gene of rising up in situations when when stuff get get bad. And you clearly seen that last night from them. Clint Capella was amazing. You know. I, I think he only missed one shot. Uh, I think it was like 9 of 10 or something like that. Nine rebounds. He had 20 points. James Harden was just, I mean, the numbers, 12 of 29, 2 of 13 from 3. He has not shot in his last um uh, three games, game 4, I mean, game 5, game 6, and game 7. He is now 2 of 33 
from three. Two of 33 as the MVP of the league. The MVP of the league, two of 33. And we've seen this so many times, you know, with these MVPs. Let's just be real. We know LeBron can get MVP every year, just like Jordan. They could have just gave it to them every year. And, you know, people look at Harden. You know, of course, he's in the West. They got him to a 60-win team, but he added he added a piece to get to 60 wins. You know, they they he they get that number one record. They added Chris Paul. They added a Hall of Fame point guard, and his numbers go up, obviously. You know, LeBron loses Kyrie, has a mix-up team all year long. The guy that they supposedly traded Kyrie for didn't even – he only played, what, six games because he missed half the year. And LeBron still putting up the career stats like he's always done. He he actually raised his 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 re, his rebounding and his assist numbers by one. So both of those went up to nine this year. So we know he can get it every year. But your supposed MVP, which I probably definitely agree that James Harden should be the MVP. You know, I mean, I I put it this way: I won't have a problem with them giving him the MVP, and I wouldn't even have a problem with them giving. LeBron MVP. But your MVP has went 2 of 33 in his last three games of the series. Games that very well could have been won outside of maybe game five. Game six and game seven, double-digit point leads, 11-point lead at halftime in game seven. And you come out flat in the third quarter when you know that that's what the Warriors like to do. It's been well-documented. Third quarter Warrior or third quarter Steph. We know this already. We already know what Steph is going to do come out in the third quarter. Now, I've said that time and time again. We knew Steph was going to come out and shoot because he he got no other choice. He won't go down as being somebody who's scared to shoot the ball. So in the third quarter, you know they back up against the wall. You know what they're going to come out and do. And, and instead of the Rockets running good, and I understand that's your offense. You know, you shoot a lot of threes, you shoot a lot of threes. But at some point as a coach, Mike D'Antoni, you need to call a timeout. You need to let these guys know. Why are we shooting so many bad threes? The threes, I don't mind. It's the bad threes. I remember one time vividly. I cannot remember the exact time, but I believe it was in the third quarter. I remember the play. James Harden, he gets, I want to say, Kevin Durant on him. He he waits, waits, waits. Like It, it, it almost looked like he was just outside dribbling the basketball by himself. And then he waits to the clock, get to five seconds, picks the ball up, and then he just shoots a three. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand it. Like, what are you doing? You shooting. The Rockets shot themselves out of a chance to play for an NBA title. Because they were not disciplined enough. And James Harden, I don't really understand, my guy. How are you so good at getting to the rim? But you want to shoot so many threes. That makes no sense to me. When you're already winning. You're already winning. You're already winning. Get to the free throw line. Score some points that way. Your three clearly wasn't working. Two of 33. At some point, you got to realize, you know, hey, I, I could probably shoot a mid-range jumper. I could probably put the ball on the deck and and, and uh and uh, get to the basket. All those things are very plausible. 
You know, we are talking about James Harden, the guy who's supposed to be the MVP. You tell me that guy can't get to the rim. He's taking all these bad shots. That makes no sense. And on the other side, Kevin Durant, 11 to 21, 5 11 from three, five rebounds, five assists, 34 points. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. But of course he would because his back was against the wall. You got no choice. Same I said for Steph and, and um and uh James Harden. Clay Clay finished the game. He was eight of thirteen, three of seven, nineteen points. Now he's really the X factor. I've said this since the two thousand fifteen year, uh, the year they won the finals. But I said it during the Western semis when they was playing OKC, uh, when they were playing when they were playing OKC, and they came back down three to one from uh, OKC. I said then that uh, Clay Thompson was is definitely. The X factor. He definitely makes that team goals. He gets it done on the defensive side, and then he can come right back on the offensive side and run around the screen and hit you wide open three. This guy, Klay Thompson, can get hot at any single moment, and he did it last night when Kevin Durant and Steph Curry were struggling. At one point, Steph was like one of seven. KD was like four of whatever he was eight, you know, and Klay Thompson was the guy keeping them afloat. He normally always does. He, 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 he's their glue piece. He's their glue piece to that offense. Him and Draymond Green, I believe if if Clay goes down, if Clay or Draymond goes down, that team suffers because you can't replace what they do. Kevin Durant ain't no good defensive guy, regardless of what the ESPN stats say. You know, he's 6'11". He should be getting a lot of blocks. I mean, that's that's that shouldn't be hard for a guy that's 6'11". So why are we glossing over a 6'11 guy getting blocks? <laughs> that, that, that don't make any sense. Nonetheless, Golden State won that game last night, 101-92. And they reserved the right to face the Cleveland Cavaliers in the um in the NBA Finals. It's going to be on Thursday. Uh, I think the first game starts at 7 o'clock p.m. That's Mountain Time, so that's probably 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Cavs and the Warriors, the, the Warriors would host that game, obviously being they had a the better record. Um, game 1. Golden State already opened up as a 12-and-a-half point favorite, which I don't see why they shouldn't be. I said uh, the other day, the last night, or for the longest, actually, since, these, since the Western Conference Finals started, Houston would definitely be the better matchup for Cleveland because I think Cleveland can match up better with Houston. They just, they just can't with Golden State. They got too much firepower. They don't play enough defense, which is really going to hurt them. See, the Rockets will bail you out on defense by taking bad shots like they did last night. So you can get away with having bad defense playing against the Rockets because they're probably going to help you out anyways. You know, nine times out of ten, you're playing the Warriors. There is no bailout unless they just miss shots. I mean, they are careless with the ball, you know. But I think in order for the Cleveland Cavaliers to make this game interesting, I think they have to be rough. They have to be tough, you know. In the 2015 finals, when they when the Cavs did lose to the to the Warriors, they were only in those games because they were being physical with them. LeBron was weighing on them. Everybody putting a body on Steph, Iman Shumper, you know, everybody was glued to the guy. You just knew without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love, they just didn't have enough. You know, when Matthew Dellavedova is your second leading scorer. This time it's going to be a little different. You know, without Kyrie Irving, it's just uh, LeBron and Kevin Love. Or I would imagine Kevin Love will be back. By Thursday, um, I really don't think it matters if he is. I don't think the the Cavs win Game One anyways. If they got a chance to win one, it's either going to be Game Two, you know, or Game Five right after they come back from Cleveland. So 
Um, I think this is probably going to be an easy series. I don't see them. I, I can actually see the Cavs winning two games. I think LeBron can get them two games. He only got them one last year, but the circumstances were different. You know, um, and I've I've said this since LeBron was with the um the Cavs the first time and with Miami. When he has less talent, that's when LeBron plays better. 2015 finals, look what he did. You know? I just think less help means better LeBron. Game six and game seven. Look what he did. You know? Um just from the standpoint of LeBron is a pass-first guy. He's not a scorer first. His his mentality is not to score the basketball first. So when he has help, he likes to defer a lot. You know, he likes to give the ball up. When he has nobody else to defer to, that's when we see the better LeBron. That's when we see the put your head down and get to the basket LeBron. That's when we see the bully ball get in the post. you just going to have to guard me LeBron. And that's a LeBron I like to see. So I think that's a LeBron that we will see in this final because I don't think he want to get embarrassed anymore. You know, um, so I think that's the LeBron that we will see in this finals here. The bully ball LeBron, put your head down LeBron. The first game, he's going to do what he's always done. He's going to come out. He's going to be past the first. He's going to see what, what his guys are, are going to do. That's what, He's been doing that. And even before he even said it, everybody knows that because you can just tell because you're just looking at if you're watching the games, you can tell, you see what he's doing. He's looking uninterested. Or he's just looking to pass the ball, stand around three-point line, stand in the post for 15 seconds with the ball, trying to find somebody. That's the LeBron we always see at first. And then you see later on down the series, he he sees what he needs to do in the first game. That way, when the rest of the games come, he know, all right, well, I ain't got my teammates in this one. So, But I think we will see a better LeBron. I see this going 4-2 four, four uh, uh, Warriors. A lot of people saying sweep. Or, you know, a gentleman sweet like last year. But I just think it's going to be totally different this year. I think they can get two games uh, on the Warriors because the Warriors play sloppy ball. And I believe LeBron is that great to get you one game. And I believe his supporting cast will be good enough at least for one game to get them another one. You know, I don't see them winning this series unless it's a miracle. But uh, they're going to, uh, it's definitely going to be challenging for them. Definitely going to be challenging for them. So, I mean, I just, I'm hoping to get a good series. Um, I'm really hoping to get a, a really good series, maybe a game seven, kind of like how we got these past two conference finals. But that's probably asking for too much. Um, Just probably asking for way too much. I, I, I just don't see how, how these guys get it done with this roster. Uh, we know LeBron is going to show up. We know LeBron is going to do his thing. But I just don't see how outside of LeBron, Anything else goes right. J.R. Smith has been non-existent. Uh, George Hill, he's so up and down. Kyle Carver's been up and down. Jeff Green, is he's been a bright spot, but only for those two games because even during that whole series, he wasn't doing anything himself, you know, but he did come alive. I just don't – Clarkson shoots the ball every time he get it, which I, I just don't understand why Ty Lue continued to put him out there. Uh, he literally messes up the floor of the offense. You can tell sometimes when he get the ball and LeBron is calling for it. And he just shoots it. You can just see LeBron's reaction like, come on, guy. You're not me. You can't be shooting all these ill-advised shots. And we know Golden State is going to put the pressure on him. Draymond Green said yesterday in the press conference, we just got to make LeBron comfortable, put enough bodies on there, make him tired, and hope make, make the other guys make plays. That's going to be the recipe every time you play LeBron. And I don't see anything. I don't see this, this final series being any, 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 any different at all. 
for two Cavs. I think LeBron also leaves after this year. We'll get to that later on in the week for sure about whether or not we're going to go. Definitely going to have a lot more finals talk, a lot more um, legacy questions or talk, and uh, and a lot more um, legacy talks, and then, and then just a lot more off-season moves where LeBron can go. We'll see. We'll follow it. We'll track it. But that's going to be it for today, guys. I'm Grant Hefe with a show, with a, another episode of Unpopular Opinion. Make sure you tune into my podcast Monday through Friday, every single weekday. I'm out